HRS Broadcasting Network, home of the Dresden Files podcast, 42 Entertainment, and many others. More podcasts like this one can be found at brokenjars.xyz. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone else in between, welcome back to the 64th episode of the 42 Podcast, where as always, we're talking about the failings of the late great human race, and as always, for the first time since the last time, your good friend and mine, Mr. Ryan. How you doing today, buddy? Hey, that's me. Hey, Jacob, <laughs> are we, uh, as a podcast, are we team red or blue? Because we're clearly, clearly not yellow. <laughs> have you, have you, have, I mean, I know you're such an adult that you may not know, but there's a thing called Pokemon Go happening. Yes. You have, have you been part of it at oh, all? Oh, no, my wife is all about it, dude. Like, she plays <laughs> it on, because we, we carpool, she plays it on the way to work. <laughs> That's She's like, one of those things on Facebook I saw. So I was like, yeah, uh, Shotgun has a whole new set of responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got, and it sounds like, two phones in our lap i got friends texting me and like they're at work like friends from work they're texting me like oh look there's a such and such on my computer i'm like what the fuck fuck? (laughs) this weekend we were driving uh driving home and one of our routes takes us by this old you know like sort of historic park in uh oh shit it was like like, pull in pull in well there was like 13 people like just kind of wandering around with their phones (laughs) It is amazing. Like, I never would have guessed. I mean, I know Pokemon is, I mean, it's Pokemon. It is a, been maybe the biggest institution in gaming. Like, in terms of popularity and reach, it might be bigger than Mario. Because a whole lot more, a whole lot more people. I think it's more, I think it's more like, would you actually put it up against like, um, oh, I totally just drew a blank on what I was thinking. Um, Harry Potter. It's. You think it's been part of more people's lives than Harry Potter was? It's because Harry Potter is considered like right. It's up there. It is true. I think Pokemon's bigger than Harry Potter because I think everybody who read Harry Potter plus people who didn't know what Pokemon are. Oh right. Oh yeah. Like if you're under if you're under twenty, what eight, you're into Pokemon like almost for sure. Like you at least know what's going on. I would say if you're under. At least thirty-five, you know exactly what Pokemon. Right. I mean, Pokemon turned yeah. twenty this year. That's true. I mean, so it's yeah, it's nuts. I, I never got into Pokemon. The card game was fun. I played the card game some. Like, I never bought cards, but I had friends who did, so I used their decks, and that was fun. But uh, Pokemon was a little too childish at the time when it came out, so I couldn't get into it. You know, like there was, you know, like when you're ten. You can't watch a show for eight-year-olds. You're just too right. cool for that shit. Yeah. You're just <laughs> too cool for, for sure. sure. For sure, too cool for that shit, right? Right. Even though you're watching, like, uh, VR Rangers. <laughs> Whatever. Makes sense, though, when you're 10. Trust me. But anyway, so I never really got into it. But I will say that I went ahead and downloaded the game. It's yeah, yeah. so popular and so much fun. It is kind of cool. And I do have, an, ad- I have an, uh, an advantage. The job I have, I drive all around Houston all the time. <laughs> But I will say, though, all those reports about killing your battery, for sure. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. For sure. Could... It's like a percent a minute. Oh, wow. Like, I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah. like it's, No, it's like it's not fucking around, dude. <laughs> yeah, I could kill your battery in 100 minutes. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, saw, I saw, like, it's, it's so everywhere. Like, the head football coach from Oklahoma State. Yes. Was tweeting about it and like catching Pokemon on the field. What's hilarious though is his kid, who uh, he's a high school senior about to go play football somewhere else. He just he just replied to it and just said, you know, like star deletes Twitter star. <laughs> it's like the best. It's like oh wow, but I've never seen anything do this. I mean, it since its release, the Nintendo stock has gained. 14 billion dollars of value <laughs> i mean it's not just it's everywhere it's pushing everything and i wonder if it's going to have whole staying power you know once the novelty kind of wears off but it's at least right now it is a boom to nintendo 
It's like yeah. it's like in 2008 they were like, "What's an iPhone? 2010. What's an Android? 2012. Nope. 2014. Still nope. 2016. World domination. <laughs> that's how they are with mobile, man. Like that's what they do best. Like Mario and all that stuff is great, but they own mobile and they have for two decades plus. When they decide they right. want to do mobile, they they went. They always have. Right, right. I will say, so 2016 has been a crazy year, right? <laughs> it's only half like with all the right with all the technology leaps. Like we've had VR, we've had 360 motion capture cameras, we've had all of this crazy shit come out, and it feels like it came out of nowhere. Just like right, 2015. Yeah, there's this stuff on the horizon. 2016, poof, just everywhere. Here it is. I I would venture to guess that in a hundred years, when they look back. At the most technological, like significant event that happened in 2016, it might be the introduction of augmented reality to the masses through Pokemon Go. Yeah, that's something like that it, I haven't seen too much talked about, but something I thought about is like this is the first time that most people have played any kind of AR game ever. This is the first time that it's really kind of been, it's the first time this kind of game existed. So, I'll, the perfect example, right? Since I drive everywhere. I was at a car dealership, right? Pull around the, ba- the back, pull into service, you know, the parking lot area, park, get out, and I'm waiting on my friend to get there, so I just, like, open the, uh, the app. There's a bird on the hood. Like, when you bring your phone up, it's on the hood. I was like, that's cool. Like, it knows, like, it. Cal- I don't know how it knows it's, all that shit. It's the first time that I've seen it where it wasn't a gimmick in the game. No, it, it just works. Right. Yeah. Well, no, I've seen it. Like I've played some AR games, but they were more of a gimmick than actually important to the game. You know. Right. Like I, I played this one uh, Star Wars, uh, like gunner pilot game. Like you're playing in one of the uh, gunner positions, the Millennium Falcon, and it was AR. So you know the Tie Fighters and shit were flying around your house and stuff, and that was pretty cool. But it wasn't really needed. That game would work just as fine. You know, moving your phone around with a star background versus your house. So, but this is the first time where I've seen right. it be done so well. I mean, that's something that's, it is incredible what they're doing with it. Did you see Facebook? I mean, I mean, clearly you have a, a million, billion people playing it for an hour. You have a billion hours worth of random things that can happen. But one of them that I saw on Facebook was a picture of the uh, fish, which is like laying on its side like it's a fish out of water, like the mag carp or whatever it is. But it showed up on his his frying pan, <laughs> so it's like in the frying. I was like, "That's you know." I mean, just the, luck, I guess. Did you see the but soldier who posted the the stuff from the front lines? Like he's yeah. in Kabul, right? Like, oh look, I just got this guy. <laughs> like, you could see his his rifle in the shot. <laughs> the guy in Minnesota that climb, climb, claimed the only gym for like uh, you know 200 miles in any direction out in the middle of mountains. It's like bringing on you know taking on all uncomers. <laughs> That's this cool shit. It really is fun though. It's really a blast, and it's really like I said, this is the introduction to augmented reality, and that's what most people are even missing is that there's this interaction between your Google Maps and your game and your reality. Mm-hmm. Like you have to go to the park. My brother. Now I will grant it, grant you that he is one of the people who's taking it seriously, like he's really playing the game hardcore. But one of the things that he's done is he's walked 14 miles since he started playing the game. It's like that was like four days ago. You've walked 14 miles in four days. He's like, yeah, dude. He's the kind of guy who's getting up at three o'clock in the morning and going to those places trying to find the Snorlax. You know what I mean? Like, he's crazy. But he really enjoys the game, and he's met a bunch of friends, and a bunch of people have worked out. Like, did you see the, the tweets? All the kids complaining about having sore legs? No, I haven't seen those. Yeah, there's people tweeting about sore legs, and it's funny because on Reddit, you know, people give each other a hard time. And one of these kids was giving each other a hard time about having sore legs. One of the posts was a meme from The Matrix, and he's like, why do my muscles hurt so bad? And Morpheus <laughs> is telling him because you've never used them before. It's <laughs> just like, ah, that's awesome. It's very true. And uh, Nintendo did what they wanted. You know, they wanted people to play the game. They wanted people to be, you know, have a community, like make friends. And then they wanted people to exercise. It's like all three 
things were achieved, like well, in spades. Some of the stuff I've been seeing is like the people who it's kind of ruined their lives and the stuff that's like the help. <laughs> so there's like somewhere over, I think it was in the UK, uh, a girl noticed that her boyfriend caught a Pokemon at his ex's house at like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but apparently like you also have the other reports of people who like meet up with this hottie or what on accident you know because they're both going to a gym or whatever well gym in in the game not like pump iron gym or or right, pokey right. spot or whatever they're called and they're like get to talking and start hooking up like i've seen a bunch of tweets are just like pokemon go just got me laid <laughs> yeah i mean this is a crazy game and I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I mean, Pokemon has a lot of power, but I think a lot of it has to do with like you're mixing a game with reality. It is, and it's a way for, and it's it's one of the few games that isn't just 20 years old, but it's been in every every eight year old has played Pokemon growing up for the last 20 years. You know, much more so than a Mario or a Zelda, and it's been yeah. a big deal to them. So it's. You know, there's a lot of people who are playing it with their kids and, you know, yeah. for the first, it's the first time they've had that connection with their kids. It's something I've been reading too, is a lot more families are going out together to go play together. They're like, we take go to the park and parents are like, yeah, let's go to the park. So we just yeah. fucking Pokemon. <laughs> we actually went to the park with our kids. <laughs> we went looking for Pokemon too. It was fun. I, I've never, I've never seen a game because i was i remember seeing like all the stuff for it i'm like yeah i don't think so i mean i don't think this is gonna work you know but it's shown up man it it really did did you ah uh, well i know you you don't watch much twitch you're too busy but i was watching uh awesome games done quick the, over the summer like it just happened last week i meant to i meant to mention it last week's podcast but we just were you were space-brained and I was drunk, so it didn't work out very well. <laughs> I forgot to mention it, but people can find it on YouTube. And there, I was watching. There was a uh, they did a Pokemon Game Boy Color Pokemon. I don't know which one that was. Uh, I think it was like Game Boy Blue or something. But they had a four-way race, and it's one of those where it's just beat the game any way right. you can. And so these people are taking all these different strats and then they meet together, you know, like later in the game and one guy's going faster because he's got a better item and one guy's going slower but he's like got a big head start. It's like, ah! It was epic, man. It was a blast to watch. There was a lot of really great runs. If you're into almost any game before the year 2005, if you mm. really, really enjoyed it, there's probably an awesome games done quick Yeah, it's, run. I, I've... I've spent many an hour watching those on YouTube. It's impressive. Just like to if watch you were those. into Zelda or Spyro, like go look that up and watch your childhood get crushed <laughs> in the most enjoyable and entertaining way possible. <laughs> I spent two thousand hours. They did it in fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. If anybody who ever played Zelda, Ocarina of Time, you know, in the nineties before the internet and before you, you know, if you didn't have one of those books that told you how to beat the game, and you beat it on your own. You know how long it took. Like, I don't have to explain it to you. You know. I'll just tell you the world record is less than 30 minutes. Yeah, that's how a lot Get your of, head around that. That's how a lot of it goes. Like, with some of the old adventure games I used to play, um, you know, at hundreds of hours trying to beat these games, these stupid-ass puzzles. But once you know how to beat it, you can beat it in an hour. Right, yeah. Well, that's true for some of the old 8-bit games. Like, people who, like, play, um, like, Castlevania. And they just like frame perfect jumps and like kill the uh, you know monsters and skip the monsters they don't have to and they can beat it in like thirty minutes because the game's actually only eight megabits. Right. But what was the first time you played it? It was so hard to find the fucking key or find you know beat the puzzles mm. that it takes you twenty hours to play. With Zelda, they just completely fucking crash and break the game. <laughs> like they just completely hack it essentially. Like they don't use any external devices. To manipulate the game, so they find they, they know where all the bugs are. They know they only use the game itself to beat itself. Like so, it's just the controller, the game, and the con you know the console. But they know how to manipulate the memory. They know how to manipulate the code. So I'll just tell you that they beat the the, the first boss, and then walk through a door, and it takes them to the cutscene after they beat the last boss. <laughs> That's the kind of broken it is. It's a blast to watch. 
I think I've actually talked I've about I've never seen one they were doing Wind Waker. They figured out how to do like the jump backwards and shoot through the ocean thing. Yes. That is a great game, though. If people haven't played it, it's awesome. Probably my favorite Zelda. To, to yeah, you don't have to glitch it to enjoy it. It's and a I, great game. I, I know a lot of people bitch about that art style. That shell-shaded art style is gorgeous. Absolutely. I really style. wish it would have been the new norm. Like I really think every Zelda game after that should have had that shell. They're right. That is how, it's how Link was meant to look. Like, he is supposed to be that expressive with the eyes. He's supposed mm -hmm. to look. I loved the shadows and the smoke and, like, the clouds, like, when things were poof. And they had those sweet little curls. Right. And the way the wind blew, you could tell the wind was. I just. I, whoever hates on that is just an idiot. <laughs> They're just morons. Yeah, that was a great game. It was a great But game. I will say the best, the best Zelda game is Majora's Mask. That is by far. That is one of the best video games ever made. By far. Oh, hey. Since you're the kind of adventure game, pixel art, you know, isometric uh -huh. game guy, I'm looking for an isometric RPG, but I want I want one of those games that you don't have to play the main storyline, where you can just go hang out in the city, and like when things go to night, you'll see like crazy people come hang out at the bar and say crazy sh I want I want like an open world where I'm just kind of existing through it. Do you know what I'm saying? And this is also for the listeners out there. I'm looking for like a, a Fallout 2, but more modern and not so gimmicky. I don't, maybe even so gimmicky, but just I want to be part of I want to be able to get lost where you're like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, I, have well, to think I want about events it. to happen. I want events to Okay, yeah, well, and, and the listeners too. I'm looking for a game that kind of is a living game where you're just going through it. Like Fallout 3, you know what I mean? It was kind of a living game. You'd things happened whether you were there or not. Right. And I want that kind of game. You know, where choices matter and who you are, you know, the things you do. RPG adventure game style. I've, I've downloaded a few adventure games in the Steam sale, you know, over the summer. Because mm -hmm. they were like 99 cents. You could get them for so fucking cheap during this. They're hard. They are hard. What did you get? And in an, in an, un, an enjoyable way. Um, actually, let me, I have to look it up because I don't know how to pronounce it. Precisely, you know me with words. I'm like, I'm like word blind, but I know it starts with a P, so I'll find it real quick. So P R I M O R D I A, Primordia. I don't know. Anyway, and I don't know the other one, but they're hard, man. Yeah, and sometimes they're like, unnecessarily hard. That's what I'm saying. They're unnecessarily hard. Like this. Like okay, I should have gotten out of this room two puzzles ago. Like, you got to stop making me put shit together out of these last two. You know, I've been in those two rooms for a fucking hour. And the, it's annoying. Like The thing I liked about the older uh, games is they were, like, the series of games, like Space Quest or King's Quest or uh, the Maniac Mansion, those kind of games, is they were all built by the same guy. So once mm -hmm. you played through one or two of them, the puzzles started to make sense. Like, right. you know, you live in this world long enough where you're like... Right, but you're talking mm. about a day in games when you might have five people programming. In right, the right. Well, most of King's Quest were done by two people for, like, the first four or something like that. See, that's what... You know, back when I used to play video games, that was a thing. Mm -hmm. And by halfway through the game, you could get a sense of the person who programmed it. You would know that there's a health pack underneath the stairs behind a secret door because there's just a feeling... The guy, you know, the guy who programmed it, it's like, well, he wouldn't have wasted the time to build this hallway and put this door. You know, he just wouldn't have done it. Like, there would have been a wall way back there if he didn't want you to go exploring and find this. And that's really lacking in modern day games. That yeah. really is. I think that's why a lot of people go like play playing. Serious Sam. Hmm? That's a good one. I think that's why yeah, indie Sam's games are a big good. deal because you can kind of get that sense of the person making it. Yes. More. I've really been into indie games lately. But I'm looking for a great isometric, like, RPG that's massive. I want to be able to get lost. I want cities to have their own economies and things happening and lore. You know, I like those kind of games that you show up and there's this monster that attacks the graveyard at 3 a.m. every night, whether you're there or not to stop it. But once you stop it, the world kind of changes a little bit because you solve that problem. You know what I mean? Where you can, like... I, I can give you everything but the isometric with a game. Okay. What it's, is Wing, it? it's Wing Commander Privateer. Really? It, but it's a, it's a space sim, but you can go to like 
different stations and you know do is all great dialogue with the npcs or like dialogue that happens outside of you like can you just sit at a bar and listen to people talk and be like what the fuck are they saying uh, a little bit not as much i mean it's an older game but it's like if you if you never want to play the main storyline, you don't have to. You can just run missions and just go random places and <coughs> fight random people. This is totally off the wall, but I got a friend who listens to this podcast named Ryan. And I just wanted to tell him to fuck off. <laughs> I just wanted to see if he listens and hears that. So. If he does, he'll say something because I'm working with the guy. He's that guy. Have I ever told you about the guy who could do the Superman push-ups? No. Huh? You know what a Superman push-up is? Maybe. I've, what okay, is so it? you lay on your belly, mm -hmm. right? Feet together, like in a normal push-up position. Mm -hmm. But where your feet are, where your hands are normally like kind of underneath your shoulders when you do a push-up. Right. Or maybe even a little wider out, you know, beside your shoulders. Right. Imagine putting your hands straight up, so they're almost making like a like a triangle, touching the hands and the fingers in right. front of you. So you're laying down with your head like you have to lay your head sideways on the ground to do this. Right. And then you put your hands way ahead of you, and you're like Superman's flying, and then you just lift yourself off the ground. You only go up like maybe six or eight inches, you know, because you you know you're already stretched real far out. Right. Like the smallest percentage of the world can do this. And we saw this YouTube video of this guy can do it. And he was, and this is when I used to work with Ryan when he was younger. And he was really strong and coxful and sure of himself. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I can do that. I was like, bullshit. There's no fucking way. And he's like, dude, I guarantee you I can do that. I'm like, all right, prove it, right? Because I don't have nothing to lose. And he gets down on the floor. <laughs> He gets down on the floor and gets in the Superman push-up and goes to do it, right? And he just, he goes, oh, and then nothing happens. Like, he just kind of flexes. And he looks at me with these big eyes like, oh, shit. Like, I'm in deep here, boys. Like, I'm fucked up, right? And then you see him just like, no, fuck that. Like, that chick who was getting eaten by the bear, and she said that he didn't care. He was just too nonchalant. So she was like, fuck you, bear, and stabbed it in the eye with her thumb. He had that kind of look in his eyes. He was like, oh, shit. No, no, wait, you know what? Fuck you, I can't do this, right? So it's just like, I don't know if it was like some kung fu zen meditation that willed him up. But he act like, dude, there was fucking like veins pop. His whole face is turned red, his eyeball. I was like, oh, he's going to die. Like, I'm going to watch him die. Like, veins in his neck, and he just like, and he does it. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, he's by far one of the strongest people I know. And the reason I bring him up is he's actually really funny and smart and i want to have him on the podcast sometime okay but he has such a shitty audio setup i told him no i was like you gotta get a better mic and he's like well i think my dad has one so if if he can get hooked up with a mic i would like to get him on with alex i think it would be excellent just to let them talk <laughs> just to let them talk we would, dude we'd get a vacation we'd get a whole week off <laughs> well the craziest like Feats of strength I ever saw live was they called them dragon crunches. So it's all right, you know. So these so these guys that we used to work out. Well, we didn't work out with them, but they were always at the gym at the same time we were in Tulsa. So what you do is you get you know a, um, like a bench press bar, two forty fives on each side, and you lay actually on the floor, not on a bench, and you hold up the. Yeah, you, you hold the, the, the bar straight up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's above you you're, and your feet are flat. You're basically laying straight. And you, you touch each uh, plate with your feet and then come into the middle and do that 10 times. So I'm laying on my back. You're laying on your back. Holding it up above me like in a bench. Like, uh, yeah, imagine, you're, imagine your bench press pose. 90 pounds plus the bar plus the bar which is another four or five and then so. i have to lift my i have to lift my feet and touch the weights uh-huh oh wow fuck that <laughs> yeah it was insane that would be hard yeah it did not look fun yeah no the superman punt the superman uh pull push-up was the most impressive thing he did but he could also do flagpoles so 
where you like grab onto a pole and stick out like you know like a flag like at a 90 degree angle to the ground right but he's a rock climber so all of these things it's like yeah it's impressive but you should be able to do that <laughs> so you can invalidate his awesomeness <laughs> so my ego isn't bruised as bad i'm like well you should be able to asshole you know look at me i should be able to and i can almost kind of not do it so fuck off so uh we're getting into the podcast pretty late, and we haven't even kind of mentioned it. Are we talking about the Hillary, like, email shit at all this week? Or that Bernie supports her, or that it's a whole sham, or that Trump has pretty much stopped running for president? <laughs> yeah, like, wow. This is pretty, pretty, I mean, fairly clear-cut case of corruption. And what's crazy and, uh, is she's, like, he started to gain the polls, and he hasn't been doing jack shit. That's because she's, hey, if you want to talk about conspiracies, is it convenient that she wins the nomination and then the FBI releases all this information like they sit on it for a whole fucking year? You don't think Bernie Sanders could have used this? Yeah, for real. Wow, for real. Now, if Clearly. this had come out a year ago, well, if this come out a year ago, it, it would have made a much bigger difference. But Bernie still supported her after all that came out. He has to. I mean, technically, he's a delegate, and he won't be allowed into the convention if he doesn't. But he doesn't have to but, endorse her. There's right. a difference. Hey, 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 it's all fucked. It's all fucked. But you want to you hear my, my kind of crazy prediction for the... If I can say one thing. Okay. Anybody listen to this who doesn't know who the fuck Gary Johnson is, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> he's clearly the candidate for most reasonable individuals. Like, there's only 30% of people who think Trump or Hillary should be president. And that's like putting them all together. There's like 60% or 70% of the U.S. doesn't believe either one of them should be president. Most of those people, if they knew who Gary Johnson was, would vote for him. So go look it up. Anyway, what's your prediction, Jake? All right. So if somehow there are shenanigans or whatever, however it works out, that Trump doesn't get the nomination. Because, you know, there are people trying to work delegates all sorts of stuff, you know, uh, they might change some of the rules to make sure he doesn't get the president to, to get the nomination because they still can. Um, if that happens, Hillary will not be the, the Democratic uh, nom- uh, nomination. Did I misunderstand what you said? You said if they, if they swindle Trump out of his nomination, right? that Hillary won't get hers? Correct. What? Okay, because the only person, the only, the only person Hillary can beat is Trump. And the thing is, is Hillary has so many super delegates that if those and those people aren't bound ever, they're saying they're supporting her, but the if if no, their votes are not cast until they're cast. Right, so like they can cast them for whoever the fuck they want. At right, any point. so they're just saying they're supporting her, they but I'm saying like if, to their, if their somehow, vote. some way, you know, someone like Mitt Romney comes out of the Republican National Convention as the nominee, there's no way in hell those super delegates are going to put up Hillary against her. She's got no chance in hell to win that fight ever. What a spectacle, Jake! I know, man, it's bad shit. Like I've never absolutely I've never seen anything so, like this in my life. Do you remember? Do you remember? Like in two thousand three, there was that that internet thing that was going around, where that that time traveler was going to different futures, or he was coming. He was coming from a different future, and he had to hang out here until like the timelines lined up so he could go back to his future. And while he was here, he hung out on the internet for like a year, and his name was John Titter. Like T I T O R. Nope. And he made all of these crazy predictions. Two of his predictions. After 2008, there'd be no more Olympics. So he might have got that wrong, but we are in 2016 and we are clearly potentially seeing the last Olympics. Like, if things don't go right, or I don't. We're, this one's obviously not making it, and it might wake people up enough to go, wait, what? What the fuck are we wasting billions of dollars on the Olympics for anyway? You know, only rich countries, and they don't want to waste time with it. So we might see the end of that. And then one of the other predictions he made is that we'd have a female president in 2012. Right? Yeah, 2012. Yeah, I mean, that's... 
I mean, they were already talking about. I mean, the the female president's not a big. I mean, because Hillary was already making noise. Right, but it was two thousand three. Anyway, you should read it. It's a really great. Like, it's one of the great classic old school internet things. Is the John Titter uh, time traveler? You got any more recommend recommendations for us, sir? Yeah. So during the Steam sale, which anybody who's a video game player should fucking check out the Steam sales, man, and the GOG sales. They're told don't buy games at full price anymore ever. Yeah, you could buy enough games during the summer sales to last you all the way to the winter sales easily for 100%. twenty bucks. So that's a free recommendation. But the other one that I want to say is that during the summer still, I picked up Speedrunners, and I actually sent you a copy so you can mm-hmm. attest to how awesome this game is. But if you're into, like, I don't know, you only need a game for, like, five or ten minutes, ooh, excuse me, five or ten minutes at a time, and you enjoy, like, adrenaline-filled, like, intense games, right? Like, there's not a lot of room for fucking up. And when you succeed, it's a great, you know, like, it's awesome. It, it, and then when you fail, you're like, Fuck! Fuck! You just want to throw your controller? This is the game for y'all. It's called Speedrunners, and it's excellent. It's it like kinda, a 2D Mario Kart. Right. 2D it it kind of reminds me of a not as punishing, but the same kind of style as like Super Meat Boy, but competitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's a four-player game, and if you f- move too far to the you know to the screen, like. Okay. If you it's fall off the back of the screen, you die. Right. So, say the guy who's in first place is running to the left side of the screen, and you fall off the right side, you're out. If he gets so far away from you that you're no longer on the screen, you die. And it's whoever's last wins. Oh, my God. It leads to some epic moments. Right. And, and once and, you go far enough, this screen starts to shrink. Right. And it gets smaller and smaller. Which makes it smaller. hard because you can't see what's coming up. Like, part of it's just Forward, memorizing like, the levels. Like, yeah. Yeah. Great game. What do you think of it, Jake? Have you played it some? Uh yeah, it's it's really fun. Uh it really is fun. The only thing that sucked about it is I didn't have a controller. So I was like trying to play with my keyboard and I actually got pretty decent with it, but it definitely needs a controller. I just reprogrammed my keyboard to the controls that in my mind, like what my mind thought it was supposed to be. So like ASWD is like movements. Yeah. Space bar is jump. Shift is like speed. And then like the arrows on the left and the right are like do the things like shoot the gapple or use the item. And that like it took me a while for my mind to like because as you're playing you're trying to like you're just pushing buttons. Right. But the reason you're pushing buttons is because that's what your mind thinks you're supposed to do. But it took me a while to slow down and realize okay I'm trying to jump by pushing uh, space. I'm trying to slide by pushing S. I'm trying to like you know, and I had, once I translated what my mind thought the button should be, and then I programmed the buttons that way, I could play with the keyboard easily. I really could. Right. It just took me a little while to do, it, but actually, our control schemes are almost identical. Right. So yeah. W is your is your like uh, rope. S is slide. A and D is the direction. Space is jump. Shift and enter are the the like use item boost. See, I have shift as boost. I have shift. I have, the use. I have shift as boost too, and then enter as oh, use have, item. Have, oh, enter as use item. Yeah, I have my use item as the up arrow key on the the try keys. I didn't think about putting it as enter. Huh. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. It's from Tiny Build, who we've been repping a lot here recently. Uh, Go to sponsorships. <laughs> that would be like, awesome. The games we don't already own, <laughs> yeah, which just, is like none. Uh, well, at this point, yeah, they, they, I think. Of their Do you main... have the one that's like, um, no time to explain? No, I haven't had. Like, future self busts in through the door and he's like, "Quick, come with me! No time to explain!" And then the crab grabs him, and goes, "Ah!" And it gets sucked out, <laughs> and then you have to follow him and figure out why. Uh, like, okay, this game sounds awesome. I haven't bought it yet either. I'm waiting for there that new one that we looked at a couple weeks ago. The the last station, I think it was, it was the one with the train. Oh, yeah, I'm in, 100%. That looks so awesome. Just the art style alone made me want to play it. And, and I'll jump in on the recommend games. I haven't played in a while, but if you're looking for an interesting co-op game, uh, Guns of Icarus is a really fun game. So I think you can have a max crew of three, and you're in these uh, Zeppelins, or sort of like steampunk ships with the, you know, 
you know, steampunk blimps. So there's like ships, like mm-hmm. actual like flying ships. And there's like yeah, six like dirigibles. Dirigibles. So and but there's like six stations. So there's there's you know steering. There's a couple of guns. There's the engines, and you have to run around dogfighting. Looking at the video, like I'm looking at the video right now. Mm-hmm. It's like aerial pirate battles. Right. It's it, epic. And you have to run this around like awesome. fixing stuff. And I know there's a max crew size. Like you can't have all the positions filled at once. I don't think. But it's it's really fun single player too. Like just running around doing stuff. Like it's really worth the ten bucks. It looks great. And it's yeah, a great, great. co op game. She's like yelling at each other, like, come on, get the engine fixed. <laughs> fix it, fix it, shut the fuck up, I'm trying. <laughs> if you had stopped those fucking guns from shooting us, we might get this done. Yeah. See, if you had some really creative people, they would create characters and Twitch stream as those characters playing the game. Like, like. <laughs> oh, that's the next level of Twitch. You know that guy exists, there's already like that kind of character. Well, actually, it's more meta than that. He is the the person playing the game mm-hmm. is a character. You know, like Andrew Dice Clay, the comedian, was a character. Right. Like, he's not actually like Andrew the guy. Andrew Clay is not actually like Andrew Dice Clay, but he, he plays that character. Or like, um, who's the Tomator guy? That that guy that was so, the redneck uh, comic that was so uh, fucking funny. Get her done guy. Yeah, Billy the Cable Guy? No. Oh, uh, the ca- uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy, yeah. Larry the Cable Guy is not Larry the Cable Guy. His name's like Andrew Daniels or something, right? Right. But he plays the character Larry the Cable Guy. And there's a stream guy called Dr. Disrespect, or Disrespectful, and he wears this like 80s mullet wig, and he's got this big-ass cop mustache. <laughs> And he's like the greatest video game ever. And he wears this jumpsuit and he plays these games. And he's got all of these green screen setups, right? So in OBS, you can set up scenes. Mm-hmm. And you can hot switch between the scenes with just a button. So he'll switch and it'll like green screen this giant like locker room in a spaceship. And then he walks out of like a corner. So it's like clearly like somewhere else in his He has a studio set up for this. So he'll walk in and he gives like these prep speeches and shit to his people. And he plays... It is a legitimate character, but he never breaks character, and he plays it the whole time. But what you're saying is, like, play a character in a game. Like, be that guy. Be, like... Be the guy in the game, and, like, you could create your entire... Like, you could have, like, the people talking to each other, like, what happened since they were flying last that you didn't see. Like, basically create, like, a TV show, but... So, like, every week you had to come back and see what was new. Maybe we we should probably... We could do this. We could do this. It'd be awesome. I, if we could get Alex to help us ride it. I bet you she would. I bet you she would. Anyway, look forward to that. Something we'll never get to. <laughs> all, like all the other things we mentioned on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Until we get emails, we're not doing shit, boys. I, Y'all need to send us me a tweet. Great Scott actually got an email. I was super excited. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Podcasting for like a year and a half and I got like two emails. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, email us, brokenjarsbroadcasting at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. Our Reddit's basically useless, but we're there. Um, yeah, we have the Dresden Files podcast, who just had the man himself, Jim Butcher, on. So if you're a fan of that, which you Epic. should be at this point. Uh, we have Great Scott, which is about The Office. Uh which I'm a part of. Which we got is a, a lot crappy of... gaming podcast. <laughs> we have a gaming podcast. We have High Fantasy, which is about writing. Uh, if you're really into more like the technical, uh, academic side of writing, um, we're doing that as well. We just started a nerd culture podcast. J-Ray did. He's a part of Great Scott. He's been on this show, which we need to get him back on the show, but whatever. Um. So yeah, check us out, brokenjars.xyz. We're growing, you know. So we're working li- on it. If you like podcasty things, we're here. We, I think on average we're producing like, I don't know, like four or five hours a week of fresh podcasts. So it's enough to at least get you through a little bit. Right. So I guess we should talk about the elephant in the room. What are our opinions on the whole you know, Baton Rouge, Dallas, cop shooting things. 
I just hate with the co- like, especially so with crazy. what happened in Dallas. Is it every, you know, like the president's like, we'll never know what his motives are. He literally said he was there to kill white people <laughs> to the cops. They haven't recorded, from what I understand. <laughs> like, don't try and make it anything more than it is. It was a pissed off, pissed off black former, you know, army guy. I think he was army, maybe marine. He was pissed off, and he decided to kill some white cops. That's just what happened, and it sucks. And you know, I'm glad the cops, because you hear all these stories now. The cops, as soon as the bullets start flying, because they were, you know, protecting the Black Lives Matter thing, they just started like throwing themselves on women, you know, women and kids, like trying to keep them safe. And you know, a couple of them died trying to help keep, you know, black people safe. So I'm glad that happened that way. It's a terrible tragedy, but at least those cops did what they should have done. What do you think about the thing that sparks it off, the whole Baton Rouge cop shooting? Did you see the video? I did not. You didn't watch those two videos? I haven't had a chance. Damn, Jake. They are intense. Now, the guy's clearly a big, strong dude, but he's also got two clearly big, strong dudes on top of him. And, like, from what very little I know, it does... It does feel like he was being oppressive. Like he was, are they, he was being, no, that's not the right word. But they were being really aggressive with him. Like they didn't have to be so confrontational. And he, and it did feel like bullies kind of picking on somebody. But it also felt like somebody who wasn't backing down from the bullies. And it's like, right, they might be bullies and they might have the power to do, you know, they might be abusing their power. But if you don't, like comply and if you don't stop trying to get out from underneath the two guys who are sitting on top of you telling you to stop fucking moving you have to stop fucking moving like i understand that they're clearly violating your well they may not be clearly violating rights i wasn't there and i don't know the exact exact situations i don't know all of the context that happened but if they even if they are violating your rights you're just gonna have to trust that the system will work itself out and that you're gonna be okay because if you don't we live in a society where they might fucking shoot you, all right? And whether they get in trouble for it or if the whole world burns because of it, you're dead. You've got six bullet holes in your chest and you're fucking dead. And I, I hate to break it to you, but this is probably your one chance. Like your consciousness that it exists as of right now, even if you believe in reincarnation, you don't come back with all of your experiences as an entity right now. Like this is it. Don't waste it on fucking moving. Like, right? Like, if they throw you to the ground, they're violating your rights, just lay as still as you fucking can and tell them you have a gun in your pocket. Let them handcuff you and take you to jail and get a lawyer. And if you can't afford a lawyer, like, it's better than dying. You know? Three years in the pen is a lot better than being shot, being a martyr. Unless you're a martyr. Like, if you're called to be a martyr and that's your point, you're like, you're going to do something. But do something better than getting shot in the parking lot for selling CDs. Like, that's such a shame. And then on, on the fucking cops part... What the fuck, man? Like, he clearly didn't need to shoot the fucking dude. Like, he wasn't... Like, I understand that I've seen those videos where y'all are getting ambushed, coming out of cars, and, like, people are... Sh- like, I, yeah, you live in a dangerous world, and it, it's a terrible world you signed up for. But y'all kind of signed up for it. You know, that guy was just selling CDs on the side of the road. Like, he's not trained to handle those situations and you clearly were being kind of assholes to him on top of it right and he's a man right so y'all are you're being assholes and then should get crazy and you shoot him and the cops totally fucked up in that situation but what really bothers me out of the whole the whole thing that's the worst is no one can admit that they fucked up like they didn't handle that situation right right like, in almost every other job that exists, you can say when somebody sucks at it. Be like, hey, that guy over there clearly sucks at his job. Right. But if you say any cop sucks at his job, you've all of a sudden become like a Black Lives Matter protester, like extreme hippie dude that you don't, you know, you don't believe the cop should exist at all. It's like, no, 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 no. I get it, right? Most cops are awesome. But, but until other cops and, like, you know, reasonable human beings can't point at that cop and go, hey, what the fuck's wrong with that guy? If we can't do that, then we don't have it. We've got a broken system. And that's really what's the most broke out of the system is other cops not willing to admit. You know, like that thin blue line, you've got to stand behind and protect, you, protect your own. Well, there's some people that need to be culled from the herd. 
And I also think they don't get paid enough. Cops need to get paid. We should just, off the mark, just double their fucking paychecks. Like, whatever it is right now, everybody should get paid twice. And then we should figure out what they're actually get worth. But from, every, from now on, everybody should get a double paycheck. And then we should figure out... It should be high enough that the, the reward, the financial reward for doing the job attracts qualified candidates. We should be hiring smart, confident, capable people. And then they shouldn't be allowed to do it for more than 10 years. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's a civic duty. You filled your duty. You get a, you know, a decent retirement package. You get some little bonus, you know, whatever. It is. Mm-hmm. You don't get a full retirement, but you get a little bonus. And you helped out your country and you helped out your community. But you can't do it forever. Like, it's not okay for cops to do that. Jo- they can become too, what's the word, like inst- institutionalized? That's not the right word, but it's kind of the right Callous. word. You know what I'm saying, right? Just, uh, yeah. They, right. they forget what li- life is like without being it, you know? Right. I mean, in you a lot of respects, it's a lot, I mean, it's a lot like being in the military, you know? Especially in certain areas right. where it's just, you know, you're getting shot at. Then <laughs> that changes you. It changes. It if you've ever been... I've been shot at before, and it it changes you. It just does. Right. And if, I mean, nobody else wants to admit this. Like, it seems to be like, you know, some politically incorrect thing. But, like, the bad part of towns and, the like, the scariest people you meet tend to be black people or, like, you know, those urban parts of, not necessarily black people, but those urban parts of this, you know, country. Like, if you go to Spring Branch, like, everybody there in Spring Branch is scary whether he's a Mexican, a white dude, or a black dude. Like, they're all scary. And they all get treat, treated poorly by the cops. Like, I've hung out in those areas. Like, I have friends. Like, I'm not above that. Like, I can hang out in those areas. And I have friends in those areas. And I've been in those areas. And I've seen how the cops fucking interact with people in those areas. And it doesn't matter whether you're white, black, or Mexican. Like, they're really shitty to you. They don't cut you no fucking slack in that area. Because that area is dangerous. Right? Like, they don't have any time to cut you slack. Because in all those other situations where they weren't like that, they got in trouble. Dangerous shit happened. They got hurt. You know, bad stuff happened. Right? So, I, I get it. But it's not really a racist thing. It's more of a class thing. Like, if you're poor, you're not going to get treated well by the cops. It doesn't matter what race you are. And if you look like a poor person, you're not going to get treated well by the cops. Like, that's really what the whole thing is. It's It's... I feel like my friend was actually talking about this earlier today. He was saying that this whole Black Lives Matter is a distraction from the real issue. The real issue is that rich people don't want people to be kind of rich. They either want people to be really rich like them or really poor. They'd like there to be a separation. And what they're trying to do is separate the two. And there's they've disguised all of these issues between the poor people and the rich people and the oppression of the poor people as this whole racial thing. So people are spinning their wheels trying to solve this race issue. When in reality, the cop, like society issue isn't about race. Cops don't give a fuck about your race because black people are assholes to black people. You know, you know, like black cops are mean to black people. What it is, is rich people versus poor people. And the cops are one of the tools that rich people use. It's like, well, that kind of makes sense. I mean, we're just talking shit about conspiracies and, the Illuminati, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 isn't, it isn't a race issue, though. Like, all of this effort that's being put into, like, Black Lives Matter and fixing it, that's just a distraction. What the real issue is about how cops treat poor people. You know, you shouldn't be afraid when a cop shows up. You shouldn't be like, oh, shit, the cops are here. You should be like, oh, great, the cops are here. You know what I mean? There should, that should be the reaction. But what is the reaction of, like, 80% of the world? Oh, shit, the cops are here. It's only the really rich people who are like, oh, my good man, the cops. They'll clear this up for me because I'm clearly in the right. I have a lawyer who can tell them to, to do whatever I want them to do. You know, it's those people who are awesome. They're always happy to see a cop. They're always happy to call a lawyer. But that's a really small percentage of the population. The other percentage of the population is like, oh, fuck, man. I was just doing five over. I was just trying to go home. Look, there's other cars going faster than me. Why are you pulling me over? Because they're just extracting money from the system, and it doesn't necessarily matter who it is. They just need to pull over a certain amount of people per hour, and it just you were going over the speed limit, so you're worth a certain amount of money. Like I don't know, that's just the whole thing. I'm talking shit, and I've, those drinks are getting to me. So <laughs> I would, 
Uh, I would s- they blew that guy up with a robot. What were you going to say? Oh, yeah. That was crazy. I mean, that's that's been sparking some real ethics debates. Because like, it's the first person killed, well, that we know of, on American soil by a drone. <laughs> I promise you, there's already been people killed by, you know. Oh, Hillary's got some drones that have killed some people. Oh, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. But, sure. yeah, I, I mean, but in cases like this, when there's clearly a standoff, you know, there's clearly someone who's trying to kill you. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I do have a problem with, like, you know, just taking somebody out. But in this case where they just kind of, you know, blue, you know, use it, use it to detonate a charge, uh, that saves a lot of lives and, you know, keeps people from unnecessary people from getting hurt. I mean, I know this. This podcast is literally going to be used for the snippets about the robots. <laughs> but it isn't an interesting that we killed a robot to do it. Like, I mean, I know it wasn't a sentient robot and it didn't have any, like, personal feelings. It didn't have any AI involved, but it will eventually. And we will still be using it for its task of blowing it up. Like, this is one of those interesting situations. It's like, wow. But I can't think of a safer way to do it. The guy's holed up in a position where he can't run from. Like he's stuck. I have to stay here, or if I run from it, I'm going to get shot. And this guy, and being just, former military, he, you know, he's got a, he's basically putting put himself in a killing window where anything that moves, he can shoot and kill. And he's clearly willing to do it. He's already demonstrated his willingness to kill people. Like, and, and how accurate no he to is too. I mean, and you've and you have no reason to expect that he'll stop killing people all of a sudden. Right. right now because the situation becomes stale. So you just drive a robot over there and you kill him. I am surprised, though, that they don't have a robot with a 12-gauge on it. Like, why don't they just drive a robot over there and be like, hey, look, dude, we got a 12-gauge. Put your fucking gun down. Like, it's... Okay, you got three seconds. Put your gun down. Okay. The dude's... It's just as dead as a bomb. But you could at least have been like, hey, man. I wonder, did they talk to him when the bomb was there? Did they deliver the bomb? Like, drive it up to him like, look, we know you can't run. And we I, know you can't disarm this, you know, like, what are you going to do now? Like, put your gun down and come out with your hands up. Or do they just drive it over there and go, beep? For, I mean, from he what was I've, a cop killer, right? From like, I'm what I've, sure <laughs> cops aren't so full of cop killers. From, from what I've, I've seen some reports to where they were actually trying to disarm what they thought was one of his bombs. And that killed him. The blast from trying to disarm the bomb. So I don't. I haven't gotten the full answer on whether or not that was actually like the bomb was meant for him. If it was, you uh, know. But I, I have seen some other reports where they 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 thought he had a because he said he had a bomb. And that's another thing. He said he had a bomb, so you can't get close to him, right? Hey, I don't give a fuck at all. The only thing that I'm sad about is that his death was too fast. They should have tortured that asshole. Like people like that don't they don't deserve a clean, fun, fast, easy death. They need to suffer for what they did. They should let they they should put that, that dude in a room with you know, a bunch of cops with soap and socks and they could just beat him to death with soft objects. <laughs> That's a terrible way to go. Yeah, but it, it taking someone's life, you know, messes with your head and you don't want to do that to cops. Ah, good point. We should let psychos do it. Somebody who would already enjoy to do it. No, I don't know. No, nah, we should just push him off a bridge or something. Oh, you know what? We should just drop him off in the jungle. Swamps of Louisiana. Like, here you go, man. Just push him off the swamp bridge. See what happens. Let those gators eat his ass. I don't know. People like that need to suffer, though. Like, they're just... I guess not. Maybe not. Maybe that's just an evil thing to say. But maybe they need to be just completely eradicated. And I'm okay with any way you want to do it. You want to blow him up with a bomb? That's fine with me. Blow that fogger up with a bomb. He's clearly broken. What are we going to do? We're going to fix him? We're going to put him in an institution for 20 years behind bars and let some psychiatrist talk to him. Like, what is he going to, what's he going to give society? I, I mean, is he going to cure cancer? Probably not. Fuck that dude. Just blow him up with a bomb. It's okay with me. Now, I do think it's interesting that they use a drone, and it does bring up some ethical questions, but in that situation, I don't think they did anything inappropriate. Right. Like I said, if they were just, like, randomly killing somebody because he was an enemy or whatever, that's wrong. But... Obvious situation, obvious threat. Guy says he's got a bomb. You know, he he's obviously willing to kill people. Just take him out however you can. I think it sucks. It does suck. 
feel bad for those cops. And I feel bad for like the tension that's bringing that's being brought on. Like it really does feel pretty tense between the cops and people. It does, and I don't know. Some of it's deserved, and some of it isn't. Uh, you know, because like some of the some of the Black Lives Matters stuff, you know, they're pushing for killing cops. So I understand yeah. why they're. I understand why the cops are on edge, and so that puts other people on edge, and it's just a, this vicious feedback loop right now. It's and it doesn't help that the people in power aren't trying to stop it they're just pushing it forward like most of the people in power pushing this forward and not trying to stop it when the the whole thing happened in st louis a while ago like what two years ago like the president himself was telling people how the cops screwed up Like you can't do that even if it's true which it ended up being not true but even if it is true you can't do that you have to let the courts decide that and do it with due process because you create these movements and you create these things that don't need to be there unless you just really want so you know societal instability which maybe that's what they want you know well i think it's interesting that all this information about the fbi comes out and then all of a sudden you know i mean i know i get on backslash you know i get on our conspiracy on reddit too much <laughs> But it is convenient that we're having this conversation about Hillary fucking everything up, and then all of a sudden, some ex-military guy is killing people in Dallas. It's it like, is, oh, really? Well, huh? it, it, that's it's, interesting. Like three days later, that's well, no, it's a little it too convenient. Four? It was. Was it? Yeah, it was not. Yeah, that's something I've. I, I try really hard not to buy on the conspiracy theories, but it just seems like whenever somebody really fucks up in government, something really bad happens like this. Like, in I these with these really weird peoples, these really weird psychos, like they're the always don't quite they're always add lone up. wolves. Mm-hmm. You know, they always have some tie to some military uh, operation. They've always been through, or their daddy was, you know, some CIA. It's always like, real. That's really interesting. That's really weird. And I'm not one of those guys, but those those theories are so sexy that I, they're just entertaining. They're like fiction, you know. They're they're entertaining. But this one really does feel like a wag the dog kind of situation. I don't want to say that for real. Like, I believe that. But if you showed me proof, I'd be like, oh, okay, sure. It's not right. too hard to it's, believe. We're at the point in re- and I think this is the scary part about where we are in reality, that we're only one step away from that, where we, you, we wouldn't be shocked. We, we, like, if someone would be like, look, here's the proof that the government was running or you know some business or whatever was running this camp to create whatever create you know political instability whatever we wouldn't be shocked and i think that's the scary part of where we are in our current reality yeah yeah that is crazy i don't know i think this whole situation really sucks though (laughs) and it does feel like a little bit of a wag the dog like hey look over here it's like it's scary to think that somebody might have that kind of power. It's like really, maybe, but who knows? It's, you know, someone's vote for Gary Johnson, people. <laughs> if the guy doesn't get shot before, I <laughs> <laughs> do better not ride around on any convertibles like JFK did. Man, he's gonna end up. I was. I got a friend that lives in Dallas, and the president was in Dallas today. He's like, man, I always get nervous when the presidents come to town, especially <laughs> after what just happened. Right. I just I hope he makes it through his term. I really, really do. Just don't just be just be nice to people. Most people aren't worth the effort to be angry at. Like that's something it took yeah. me a lot of my twenties to learn. But some people you just need to go, you know what? You're an idiot and move on. Don't let them rent, rent, you know, have space in your head rent free. Just, just yeah. be nice to people. Yeah. Yeah. Stop being an asshole. Say thank you. Say please. It's small things, but they go a long way. Yeah, let people in on traffic. So much stress could be relieved if we just start fo- stop fighting each other on the entrance ramps. Just let them go. 
Let him go. It's okay. You'll get there in like what five minutes? You're going to work anyway. Do you give a fuck? Are you excited to get there early? <coughs> and the bosses need to be stopped being such dicks. Whether the guy's like three minutes late, you know, there doesn't need to be so much stress to be exactly on time. He's clearly on his way. Get over it, dude. We yeah. just all need to chill the fuck out a little bit. You need to smoke some weed, calm the fuck down. Well, I think that's the problem. Is we've had so much happening that we're just all high strung, you yeah, know. Right. And I think that's one reason. That, like a lot of people are just going into like hardcore apathy, which I'm kind of there. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Well, yeah, let's it. see where this bitch ends. Yeah, I mean that's kind of part of it. You know, it's like I've got. Like I'm gonna die in forty years. I'm not. It'll be all right. Let's watch this world burn. Let's see how it goes. You know, it's just so everyone wants to get riled up because that's just been what's been happening. You know, some generally on right. the Democrat side will whip up some fervor from some you know group about what something that's happened. It's just been one catastrophe after another after another, and after a certain point, you're like, you know what? This isn't really a catastrophe. This is just bad shit that's happening. And you just, sometimes you can't avoid the bad shit. The bad shit sucks, but you got to move on. And maybe it's just because I've been so busy. I don't have enough time to care, but I just don't care. (laughs) So often I just don't care. Here. (laughs) Oh, well, what can you do? Well, I feel like we're kind of winding down. Yep. You want to tell everybody that you might be dropping your tribunology and going into something else? Uh, well, We're it's talking about you doing bits like... of tribunology, but uh, maybe dropping that a little bit, or maybe not every time, because you know what? Two years of this stuff kind of started running out of information, <laughs> especially with the internet. Like everyone can look everything up. Uh, so we're gonna start Jacob's three things. So it's going to be three things about something. It might be my favorite things or least favorite things or things I think are best or worst. And you can tell me I'm wrong. I don't care. They're my opinions, not yours. So whatever. So Ooh, I think, he's just told you to fuck off. <laughs> no, no. If you want to talk about it, we'll talk about it. But whatever. So I think next week will be... That whatever is the fuck off part. Uh, the top... Jacob's top three song covers. That's where we'll start. So songs that should be covered by different bands and like what songs and who would cover them. Right. Or the, yeah, the, the three songs I want to see covered and by what band. Right. And I'll, awesome. uh, I'll give you a teaser. One of them is Amarillo by Morning. The uh, Garth Brooks song? Uh, or the George Strait song? George Strait, yeah. Yeah. Amarillo by Morning. <laughs> Yeah, well, unless you've got anything else, man, when we, uh, when we call it... Nah, them... hit him with this kick-ass song from our childhood, yo. Oh, yeah, yeah. People need to fucking hear this. This song is awesome. Well, and, ladies uh, and gentlemen, boys and girls, whenever you hap- happen to be listening to this podcast, I hope that you are enjoying your life and that you can find some solace in the fact that you're alive and being alive is generally better than being dead. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I love the bass. It's like very sky. It's like the one. But I will say this 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 uh album live from the pump uh. Life, life in general. Yeah, but what is the one? Oh, live at the show. Live at the show. Oh, oh my god, where they did a live show and they recorded it. It's so good. That that album is so good. And yeah. it made me really miss the fact that I didn't go watch the MXPX show live. That yeah, was uh, I was listening to some MXPX getting ready for the show. I'm like, man, like sometimes you just forget just how good they are. Like they're just happy. Like, even if they're singing about sad stuff, it's still happy. We all need more happiness in our lives. 
how's your gerbil? It's getting better? Guinea pig. Uh, yeah, I took him to the vet. What a... One of them, like, gets kind of bitey and bit it and caused an abscess. So I had to go get a drain. And... Fun. That's true. It's not the answer. They are mean. I don't... Uh, like, they're not... They're not pets. Anything that's supposed to be eaten by jaguars is not a pet. No, I mean, they're nice to us, but, like, to each other. Like... They are very, like, very dominant culture kind of stuff. My wife bought chicken. <laughs> they are clearly fucking dinosaurs. Like, I don't know why it took scientists to make that connection that fucking chickens are dinosaurs. Like, why did it, why did that theory just show up in the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s? Like, they're clearly fucking dinosaurs. Like, the way they move and the way they eat each other. Oh, you're just black-eyed fucking evil monsters. They will eat anything smaller than them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That includes you if they were bigger than you. Like, they just eat anything. They're worse than sharks. They're fucking mean. They are monsters. Like, they are clearly little bitty dinosaurs. They're a monster. They're worse than sharks. They don't just eat, like, other weak prey animals. They'll eat leaves, bugs, rocks, stones fucking pine straw like cedar shavings anything your finger they just if it's smaller than them they try to eat it they're crazy they're absolutely insane and that's all they do all day long